0: Is, is oh. This better? oh, yeah, that's a lot better. Okay, I was trying with my Bluetooth headphones, and I guess they were messed up. Gotcha. Yeah, these th- that's
1: great. I can hear perfectly now.
0: All right, awesome. So, second try at the this episode of the Untamed Adventures of the Blind Donkey Runner. How are you doing tonight?
1: <laughs> uh, doing well. Doing well. Just uh, completed a day of work and uh, relaxing at home.
0: Nice. Uh, I was listening to the first inning of the Braves game before we started this. Um it was nothing nothing in the top of the second.
1: Uh I w- I actually watched uh, several innings. I'm I'm in a stratomatic league and uh Max Fried is on my pitching staff and he's off to a really good start. Looked good last night. He's having a good year for him.
0: Yeah, he is. He's uh he's actually my wife's favorite pitcher. Um so he's he's impressive. We were kind of upset that uh we lost Mike Soroka.
1: Yeah, that was a that's a tough break. I mean, I know those those things happen, and that's an awful injury for a really for any athlete, but for a for a baseball player, it's it's really going to be tough for him,
0: especially a pitcher because he's driving yeah. off his leg. Yeah,
1: it's it's really bad. I feel really bad for him. Uh, uh, I, you know, several of the Braves I really like; he's one of them, and uh, I really hate it for
0: him. I was really it changed my opinion on Jack Flirty when he was uh, tweeting condolences out to him.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess, and some of these guys, I don't know if he knows him well. I don't really know how that goes, but uh, hmm. I'm sure. Would, uh if they, you know, they want to beat each other on the field, and uh, other than that, they don't want anything to happen. That's just uh, part of being, I think, a, a really great competitor.
0: Oh yeah, I told uh, Chelsea Lad yesterday that I had mixed emotions about Jack Flaherty.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that's the way it is with uh, especially opposing teams, and the Cardinals and the Braves have the history uh, with the infield fly. There's some Braves oh, yeah. fans in this area and they're always uh, giving me uh, crap about that particular call. And I have a lot of fun with them. It, it's good, but I, I've, I've never really had anything against the Braves, you know, with TBS growing up, uh, I would get home in the afternoon and watch Cubs or Braves games. I was glad to have extra baseball on. That was before MLB network before ESPN carried a lot of games. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, uh, when I was younger, to be able to, to watch the Braves and Cubs uh,
0: almost every game. So, what you grew up or you started watching the Braves and Cubs? How, what got you into the Cardinals?
1: Well, the Cardinals, I mean, this is Cardinals country here, but uh, when I grew up in Ohio, I was an Indians fan. Also, liked the Yankees because of uh, just uh, Willie, uh, because of uh, Mantle uh, for the most part, uh, and Maris somewhat. But I uh, love that the Indians uh, moved here and uh, kind of fell in love with Willie Mays. So the Giants became my team. That's who I rooted for. And I wasn't a Cardinals fan until the Whitey Herzog era. I mean, I, I did not like the Cardinals much at all. Huge Giants fan. Uh, and been, uh, but when Whitey came up, you had you know, Willie McGee and Vince Coleman, and all that speed. It was so exciting to watch. And I really fell in love with the Cardinals and been a huge fan ever since.
0: Forgive my ignorance. Was Ozzy Smith on that team as well? Or was he older or younger?
1: Uh, I think that was um, a little bit later, I believe, uh, than that that particular team. I believe it was. But, you know, I'm so old, I I forget that stuff, too. But (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was a little later. Oh, okay. Were the Indians good then? Um, No, no. The Indians, uh, I I was born in 1955, so I think I'm the jinx. They won the World Series in 1954. (laughs) They haven't won since. Uh, They've had some good teams, but they were not good then. Uh, They had Rocky Colavito, a bunch of guys like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But to give you an idea of how the the Indians drew, uh, the last time I was up there, uh, I was there on vacation. I think I was 12 years old, so it's been a while um mm. uh, my cousin was dating a guy he said hey i know some people and i got front row seats for the game and i'm like man this dude this dude is this is impressive
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: we get to the game at uh the stadium they call it the mistake by the lake 80 something thousand fans is what it can hold and there was about 7 or 8000 fans that tickets were no problem there's nobody at the game <laughs> and uh but but i got to see an historic matchup but at the time I didn't know it uh Nolan Ryan who I found grunted with each pitch because I could hear him grunt and Mm -hmm. uh, he went up against uh Jim Perry I believe it was for the Indians but uh fantastic ball game and uh to show you I mean I was 12 years old and still remember it so uh, a big night to have seen Nolan Ryan get a few of his first strikeouts
0: nice well I'll go ahead and get this out of the way this this podcast it's not going to be as professional as you and Ed's. So,
1: jeez. Oh, Ours isn't real prof- We just kind of wing it. I mean, as you can tell, we just kind of have a good time, honestly.
0: I, I love listening to you guys. You guys are informa- informative and hilarious. I mean, you keep the answer going. So,
1: well, we, we try to have fun. Uh, that's something that I've tried to do. That's how I live life. If I don't laugh every day, I don't feel it's been a good day. So I try to find oh. something to laugh about. If I can make anybody else laugh, even at my own expense, I'm okay with it.
0: That's why I, I mean, I don't, I probably never made one on Twitter, but I love making blind jokes. Right. <laughs> they they yeah, help see, me kill the day.
1: See, there you go. I mean, and, and you can do that. I do that. Uh, they're going to come at me and kill me. So I, I, I wouldn't do that. But when someone can be self deprecating and I can do that, you know, I've, I've had some weight issues. So I'm okay making a joke here or there. It's all right. I, I don't make fun of other people. But uh, but it, it you know kind of helps you deal with things so I like using humor.
0: My wife, uh, funny story. My wife used to make them all the time around her mom and her mom. <laughs> you know, you're being a jerk. You're being mean. And now she makes them more than my wife. Is that right? <laughs> so she used to give her a hard time, and now she's doing it.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I've I've heard you know people who say, "Don't treat me like you you, you dig everybody else, dig me too." Like, okay, all right. yeah they want to be treated like everybody else so it's like all right then i will and it feels good though when it, you know they're right back at you it's like all right that's awesome <laughs>
0: okay. um so keeping with baseball what do you think of turned out so far this year
1: as far as just uh the fact that they're playing or or,
0: or what um well they're playing and then we'll get into the covid outbreak with the cardinals and the
1: I think it's been – I still think Major League Baseball made a huge mistake by not starting earlier. I think now they've kind of uh, painted themselves into a corner where they have a small window to try to get in 60 games. Uh, that's not really a good situation to be in. I think uh, they could have done exactly what they're doing a month earlier, but uh, too much back and forth uh, instead of just kind of the owners and players uh, getting together. Hey, let's get into a room today, get there at 7 in the morning, and let's knock it out today. Let's come up with some plan, and they just didn't do it week after week after week, uh, and it's something that could have been done. They could have been doing what they're doing now, then, uh, and uh, started. It is weird not having the fans, but I kind of adjusted to that because I watched some of the Korean baseball early, and they didn't have any, and I really enjoyed the baseball, and you know, they pumped in some crowd noise. So, uh, being a huge baseball fan, I mean, honestly, that's my favorite sport. I'm just t- tickled to have it back on a daily basis.
0: Uh, I completely. They could have started a whole lot of, at least a month, month and a half. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I agree. Um, honestly, I don't notice the fan diff- the fans not being there because the crowd noise on the radio just. You, you, I don't notice it. Uh-huh. Spot- uh huh. It's
1: played. I'm used to seeing somebody with their cell phone on their phone waving at the camera, and I don't see that this year. I'm not, oh yeah. I'm not saying that's a good thing i <laughs> seeing it every year. It's like, oh, come on, get off the phone. You have a $150 seat. Enjoy the game.
0: That, that's never made sense to me. Why you would be on your phone? I mean, that, that You're there to enjoy the game. Yeah.
1: If you have a bad seat, I can see it. I can't see yeah. anything. I'm at the top row. I'm going to call some people. But no, front <laughs> row, I'm going to call. He's like, no, enjoy the game. I don't know how much those seats cost because I can't afford them.
0: Um, what do you think of the whole issue with Marlins apparently going to a strip club just well, that, because they yeah. <laughs> that, That's bad.
1: I mean, can you, can you not? If and I, I'm not saying anything. If, if you do that kind of thing, that's up to you. But you right, control yourself for sixty days, just two months, two months exactly. Just behave. Just go. Hey, we need to get through this because you're letting your teammates and other fans and potentially other teams down. I mean, you'll have right. them talk about shutting everything down, and now you got the Marlins. I don't know what's happened with the Cardinals. Maybe they did something too. I don't know. But uh, hopefully they'll behave well. Uh, I mean, we would be naive to think there wouldn't be any cases of COVID on any team for the entire couple of months. But uh, to right. the outbreak that they had, uh, obviously, you said something else happened. And, and come on, guys, for two months, behave. And then if you want to go somewhere in November, December, January, have at it.
0: Like you said, you're ruining the chances for your your players who want to play. Yeah. And then look at at how many games have been lost to other teams just because the Marlins did what they did. Yeah.
1: And for the Cardinals, they lost games against the Tigers. That's a team they can beat quite a bit. They don't need to lose those. If you screw exactly. around, screw around before you play somebody like the Yankees or something like that, <laughs> like uh, or the uh, the Astros, if they're at full strength. So, Ooh. you know, I don't know. The Astros, they're a bad subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would actually be fun with fans. You have to realize when they go on the road, I was really, really looking forward to watching their games on the road. How many trash cans do you hear being beat? <laughs> I. I don't hear anything, uh, but I I am glad they have the crowd noise because I did notice in a couple of games they didn't have as much pumped in, and I heard some interesting words that came through. So uh,
0: <laughs> uh, they need
1: the crowd noise.
0: Luckily, I've heard I've never been able to tell what they were saying because I listened to the radio or the MLB at right. the app, but I've heard that there's been some pretty curse <laughs> <first> words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Very colorful. So, and, and those things happen all
0: the time. But there's usually so much crowd noise, you never,
1: unless you're right on the field, you don't hear it.
0: I heard um, back when they were doing scrimmages for the Braves, uh, like Acuna and uh, Ozzy Albie just singing, and they just singing. <laughs> and I, I find that hilarious. Like stuff like that. I find I wish I could hear stuff like that. I don't want to hear all the cursing, but right. just the the goofiness between the players. I'd I kind of like to be able to hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's fun. But you know that's kind of what, to me, makes baseball what it is. You got so many guys. There's so many games. You got to show off your personality from time to time, whether it's singing or goofing off a little in the dugout. But honestly, all those things—they're a lot more fun when you're winning games. When you're getting your butt kicked, those things aren't as funny as a fan.
0: Oh yeah. Luckily for the Braves, for us, it's we've been winning a lot. Right. So. Right. Um. So what do you? Who do you think the? Bigger superstar is between Soto, Juan Soto, and um, Ronald Acuna. Uh,
1: I like the thing I really like about Soto is his plate discipline for his age is just amazing. I really like that part of it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think uh, if he was a better fielder, you, I think I would easily rate him ahead of Acuna, but uh, I, I think I can give Acuna the edge there. But I do like Soto. I love guys that get on base and have power, and he has both. You have to realize, Mm -hmm. even both of these guys, by the time they get to 25, 26 years old, they're going to be amazing for probably another decade. So Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what they have in store for us. Uh, uh, I'm more familiar with Soto, but uh, I like Acuna, too. I think
0: those two are probably the future of the East.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: Um, Yeah, I agree with you. Who would you think the future of the Central is? Ah.
1: man i that's a difficult question. I never <laughs> want to ever pick out a cub, so I you know would always come <laughs> up with a cardinal. Uh, I mean, Flaherty has been really good as a pitcher, but I mean, you know when you kind of talk of face, he's a guy that's only going to be out there every five days, so mm-hmm. you don't you don't really have that. so i don't, I'm, I'm not really sure who the the next superstar is in the central. I probably need to watch uh, I have watched some just need to watch more baseball, and that's something I've done every night. Uh, over the past couple of days, we've had more time. We were doing some things to the house and kind of got knocked out of baseball mode for a few days, especially when the Cardinals aren't playing. But uh, <laughs> but I really uh, do like watching other games, and so I'll, I'll maybe have an answer for you the next time we talk.
0: I've heard a lot of good things about Sinz- Nick Senzel from the Reds and Johanny Gonzalez Suarez from the Reds.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's Ed's team, so I don't like any of those guys. <laughs> I knew that they, was gonna... they might be good. Who cares? Ed cares. I don't care. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about any Reds unless it's the old school guys: Bench, <laughs> Morgan, uh, Tony Perez, Pete Rose, all those dudes. Uh, I'll give them their due.
0: They were pretty good. Do you think Pete Rose the Hall of Fame?
1: I think so. I, I know what he. I know you know what he did was wrong, but uh, my goodness, his stats are deserving. They got a lot of bad guys in the Hall of Fame. Go ahead
0: and let Pete Rose in there. He deserves to be in. If he should be in, I think Shoeless Jackson should be in.
1: Yeah. I don't have any problem with Shoeless Joe, although I did see a picture uh, from baseball history. He had shoes on, so uh, that's something to, need to look into. I don't know. So, <laughs> there's, could, could be a, that may be why he's out. Maybe he was going to Shoeless Joe. They found a picture with shoes. Like, come on, man. Gotta, I heard. Got to gotta do your thing.
0: I heard a uh, story that he didn't really want to participate in the Black Sox scandal. He was just on the team.
1: Yeah, that's that. I did see that. Uh, and, and contrary to popular belief, I wasn't around in those days, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> but I have read that that is the case. So uh, he had great numbers. So if he's if you're going to tank, he did a really bad job of it because his numbers mm.
0: were really good. Hmm. Um. So. Staying in the central, uh, I heard the other day off of a podcast that I really enjoy listening to, uh, Two Strike Noise, the story of the billy goat. Uh Uh-huh, right, for Chicago, Uh, all right. And that was one of the most hilarious stories I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it almost sounds made up,
0: but it actually is true. And, you know, to to put
1: a curse and when everything, and whether you believe in curses or not doesn't really matter, but when it lines up and you don't win since that incident happened,
0: you got to think about it. They went from or up two games in that World Series to losing 4-2 <laughs> to the Tigers.
1: Yeah, all because of a goat.
0: And there's a sports a tavern in Chicago called the Billy Goat Tavern because of that.
1: Yeah, uh, one of my friends I used to travel with with the Racers, um, uh, Joe Haynes, uh, used to go to the Billy Goat Tavern from time to time. He's a huge Cubs fan. Uh, we, oh, nice. we never could get that out of him, So, uh, <laughs> but he still is. But I think if if he told me correctly, I'm um, Saturday Night Live when they used to do cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeps, cheeps. I I'm pretty sure he said that was the Billy Goat Tavern where they do that. But I may be incorrect on that.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, who do you think will like win uh, the divisions in the East, the Central, and the West? Oh my! Ah, uh,
1: you know, uh I don't know. I think this really puts uh, puts the Cardinals behind the eight ball here. Uh, th- this is going to be very difficult. Uh, I've watched the Nationals play a little bit too. I'm not really impressed with them. So I'm finally go with the the Braves, the Dodgers, and as much as it pains me, uh, say this probably the Cubs. Uh, yeah. th- that's that's who I think will probably win. Really felt good about the Cardinals, but. This one week of not playing, I think, can really upset the timing of uh, some of their hitters. And playing without Yachty for another week, it's not going to go well.
0: That's going to hurt. Yeah, like, he's the glue that holds that team, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the American League? Who, East, Central, West winners?
1: Yan- Yankees have just been on an absolute tear. I mean, they have. Uh, I've, I've watched a couple of their games. Judge has been. Uh, unbelievable. So he's been doing really well. Uh, I, I like Minnesota uh, as well. And uh, out West, I'm not really sure. I don't really have anybody clear cut that, uh, that, that has really stood out to me. Haven't watched that much of them lately. I did watch a little of the angels got to see Pujols hit a home run, saw trout hit a home run last night. So uh, I got to see some good stuff from them, but uh, of course, they're not going to be there at the end. They're just not, just not that good. But uh, don't really have a handle on it. But baseball, is like two weeks in. I mean, we're this is like mid-April for the most part. Right. Even then, it usually takes me a while to get a handle on it. So let me get a month
0: of uh, watching everybody, and I'll probably have a little bit more solid opinion. Um, I kind of pull for the Angels because they have a couple of Braves or former Braves, um, Angelton Simmons and uh, Julio Tehran. Right. And then they have a Georgia a couple of Georgia players or. Uh, one Georgia player in Jared Walsh.
1: Yeah. uh, Blake Bernay, who uh, used to do a podcast a a day a week with me, was a big Braves fan until they traded Simmons, and he swore he would never root for
0: them again. So That trade made me – He was furious. Oh, yeah. I don't blame him. Um, And then Trout's good. You know, Pull's good. Um, But, yeah, I I pull for the Angels when when I am up that late. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um,
1: I, I i get to watch a little bit of american league uh, this week because the cardinals weren't playing it's like great i'll watch the indians well they're playing the reds and that means they're blacked <laughs> out in my area so i can't watch them so that doesn't make sense. it doesn't it doesn't but kentucky's a split state we have mm-hmm. cardinals and reds and because it's a split state that uh, they're both blacked out here. And the crazy thing, I know they do the blackout for TV. It's not for fans, but fans aren't going to be able to go to the games, and yet we still can't watch them. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I mean, how close are you guys to Cincinnati?
1: Well, I'm 300 miles away.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I actually, um, there's a Georgia player in the Cardinals system that I, have pulled for is uh tony losey he was a pretty powerful fastball pitcher uh he was drafted last year at 2019 i think he's pretty impressive okay i'm not sure how far in the system he is i know he was at single a last year um and then uh, adam wainwright's from georgia so i kind of pull for him when he's not against the braves
1: yeah i like adam we we really do appreciate uh getting that trade to get wainwright to the Cardinals. that was a nice one so uh but. Re- <laughs> <of regret. laughs>
0: As a Braves fan, I've kind of regret that one because he JD Drew was only here one year.
1: I, I Wayno has really turned into one of my all-time favorite players. I like the way he carries himself. He's a fantastic player throughout his career, but also just a really good teammate. He's everything you want in a teammate.
0: I've heard he's a really good dude too. Yeah, yeah. He he really
1: is active in, in charity work. Uh, helps all sorts of folks He's getting ready to do his fantasy football thing where anybody could play. Now, of course it costs money, but he does it all for charity. And uh, so he's getting ready to to kick that off. I think in the next couple of weeks,
0: nice Um, staying with professional sports, but going to the Grizzlies, they're breaking my heart, Neil, they're breaking my heart.
1: Well, I I watched one Grizzlies game is all I've seen so far. And it was the one where John was really good. They didn't win. But man, he was he was fantastic. Uh, so, I've been – now, I always see the Grizzlies' highlights and follow what they do, but uh, they just can't get a win right now. And and then, from a health standpoint, they're really starting to have some issues now stacking up on him, especially with a loss of Jaron Jackson.
0: Was that the Spurs game or the Portland game?
1: Uh, that was the uh, – I guess it was the Portland game.
0: Uh, they were – So they get they get so close to getting a lead and getting a a standard a a dominant lead and then they just let it go.
1: Yeah, that look you know looked like they were going to get beat. Then they have a nice comeback. Then in overtime, they they couldn't uh, stop Portland in any way whatsoever. It's like wow. Okay. I've
0: noticed noticed one thing when they get started to play bad defense, they start going one on one and not uh, circulating the ball around and getting the best shot.
1: That's a, that's a trait of a really inexperienced team. Something I think they're going to get better at. I don't know oh, yeah. if it'll be this year, but uh, down the road, I mean, Grizzlies fans, uh, they have to really, I think, be happy with the progress they've made in a year. And uh, the future is really bright for this team. I just don't know. Hopefully they can get in and get to the playoffs. And uh, I don't know if they can make a run. They're likely going to be the eighth seed, but Right. If, if if they're in and at least can have a couple of interesting games, I think it will really do well to set the table for next season.
0: Now, I'll admit this is my first year as a Grizzlies fan, and it's because of Ja and Shaq. So,
1: yeah, I uh, brutal honesty, not a huge NBA fan for the most part. So I'm a fan of whoever Jaws with. If I mm-hmm. wake up tomorrow and they trade him to the Sacramento Kings, then I'll be a Sacramento Kings fan tomorrow. So that's that's where my allegiance is. It's wherever he happens to be. Also a follow campaign uh, mm. with Phoenix a little bit. So uh, good to see uh, that he's doing some good things with them too.
0: I, w- I wish we could get a, I know it'd be a pretty small lineup, but uh, Jack and Cam, y'all yeah, on the same roster.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be interesting. Sure would.
0: But it'd be a bunch of point guards and a uh, <laughs> quiz. So. It would.
1: Cam, Cam's really, I think he's come a long way kind of went through a learning curve on uh, what he needed to do and uh, some things he didn't need to do. And he's made a lot of progress. I think he's right now a really solid NBA backup.
0: Um, Do you see Shaq getting into the NBA? I I really don't know. I mean,
1: the size issue, as far as heart and desire, he certainly has that. But it's going to take the really perfect situation, I think, for him to uh, be able to get any playing time. Uh, with any NBA team, uh, but he'll play professionally. He'll, he'll make money. He's good enough to uh, play professional basketball, whether it's in the NBA, I don't know, but I know if, if heart and desire has anything to do with it, he'll certainly be
0: there. Definitely. I, I just, when, he, when he, I figured out he was with the hustle, I was like, Oh, I get this image of him and John back together again. Yeah. It made me excited.
1: Well, they're fun uh, together. One of the most fun tandems that uh, I've ever had the privilege of calling games for. It just uh, really just kind of had the chemistry, and that's uh, part of what really makes special teams.
0: I really noticed that team with him. That whole team had the chemistry that year, and it—that's what I enjoyed about that season.
1: Yeah, and sometimes uh, I mean, even that season, we—you know—I thought the Racers would be really good. I thought Jaw was going to be special and you know, they were talking about potential NBA. I'm like well yeah I mean probably <laughs> junior senior year but I mean come on he's not going to go his sophomore year and that, you know that's before the season started and then that team gets better and better and you see exactly uh the strides he's made just in one season and uh it, it became pretty evident that uh, okay he's, he's gone after his sophomore season but that was such a fun team to uh to do games for and uh, it, it, it was uh, it was
0: really a blast um, going to over to Phoenix and campaign. He's, I saw that he has got um, two double digit scoring games and he's averaging 17 minutes, which is pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's um, I think kind of found a niche, knows what he needs to do, what's expected of him when he comes in and uh, is able to perform uh, that role. And uh, he's he, uh, you know paid his dues now. Mm-hmm. Uh, played away from the NBA. Learned what he needed to do, and uh, I think now has an idea of what it takes to be successful in the NBA. And I, I look for him to have a really good
0: stretch uh, for a career over the next several years. Just because of the rivalry between uh, Booker, Devin Booker, and Ja, I'm kind of not a fan of Booker, but I, I just want to see uh, campaign beat over there in Phoenix. I want to, you know, succeed. See him succeed somewhere. Oh, I do too. I, you
1: know, I, I want to see him do well. I mean, I never root against any Murray State guys, as far mm. as I know uh I, I can't think of any situation that i would well i guess if one ever played for the cubs in baseball <laughs> i would root for him to do well but for his team to lose the game but uh there, there's there's but there's very few teams like that that i'm against no
0: matter what that's uh the georgia murray state game a couple of years ago was difficult for me well yeah yeah th- th- because there you have two teams that uh,
1: that you really like and, and and i have that i mean i'm an indians fan and a cardinals fan but More Cardinals fan now because I've been closer to a lot more Cardinal fans. So if they were playing head-to-head, I would probably uh, be going for the Cardinals, no doubt about that. However, even I have to admit, it's been so long since the Indians won a World Series. If it was a Game 7, my heart would be torn if it was uh, St. Louis versus Cleveland because I would like to see them get one, too. Hopefully, if they're in it, they won't be playing the Cardinals. I was really
0: excited when Murray State did score that long touchdown. That That made my day
1: yeah yeah um, actually I uh, did some work uh, in the last week or so and uh, you know they got the pick six and um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it got the uh, the touchdown to green and it was uh, it was a little different game than I thought a really terrific atmosphere I mean uh, we knew it would be I don't know that you can go to really any SEC atmosphere and it not really be fun but that was really a great day extremely hot and humid what other <laughs> It was really a fun day for football.
0: Um, oh, I just the uh, I just lost what I was gonna say. Darn. I'm I'm going old. <laughs> that was uh that was impressive though. The oh I, I don't that was for the longest time that season that was the only interception that Jake Crom had thrown.
1: Yeah, we were kind of keeping track of that. Like, wouldn't that be great if that's the only one he throws? We kind of knew the odds would be stacked against him, but. But uh, then South Carolina hit us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I you know, we weren't keeping up a, a lot of it. We eh, racers didn't play too bad that day. It was a respectable score against a really good team.
0: Um. So, what is the most fun uh, stadium you've ever called a game in for the race for football?
1: As Far as a fun stadium,
0: or just uh, an interesting, fun environment to be in. Well, as
1: far as an interesting one, uh, the racers played at Brigham Young. Uh, That one was interesting. Uh, Just for the the, uh, uh, great view from the press box, you have uh, the Rocky Mountains. uh, Mm -hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. It's a very high press box. Uh, It was uh, tremendous. I remember Denver Johnson. He was the head coach there. And he was uh, at one of the pregame shows uh, on the Brigham Young radio network out in the parking lot and I heard uh, them interviewing uh, Denver and Denver said, you know, uh, whenever I came out here, uh, you know, I said, they said, you want to play, play Brigham Young? I'm kind of paraphrasing here. You want to play Brigham Young? Yeah, sure. Uh, and he said, then I get out here. He said, I was expecting it was going to be those, those old, old boys I see riding up on bicycles in Murray. And <laughs> that's not who I'm seeing out there. These guys weigh, you know, 375 pounds, <laughs> seven, six, eight. eight. Those boys were 170, 160 pounds. That's who I thought I was coming out to play. They got an absolute kick out of that. They thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> so, uh, uh, But we had a, had a big time out there. I didn't play too bad, really, against young um, uh, either. That was fun. Camp Randall doing a game at Wisconsin was good. Um, we well, held Ron Dane, who was the high winner that year, held him mm-hmm. to, uh, to under 200 yards. So, uh, that was, but he only played a half, but still, but two two um, it was, it was a great atmosphere, uh, as well. Uh, I, mean, you know, enjoy the Louisville and Kentucky, but, uh, I have to say, those,
0: uh,
1: those games were, uh, a little bit more special to me.
0: Did I understand that you called the most recent, uh, Murray State went over uh, Louisville?
1: No, I did not call that. That was, uh, I think Daryl. Uh, Gibson is who called that. Uh, was that. That was back, Casey Brockman in eighty. 80- no, that was in eighty four. That was that one. Uh, the The Racers played a close game uh, with Louisville with Casey Brockman. But the year that uh, that the Racers beat Louisville was nineteen eighty four, and I was not calling the games then. That was Daryl Gibson. But I think it was uh, one where Bill Bird made a catch late in the game, scored a touchdown. Louisville wasn't any good then. talked mm-hmm. about; they weren't real good. but for the racers to go up there and beat a bowl division team, that's still a huge thing for the racers get a paycheck and uh, no telling what they they were paid then. that probably doesn't uh, come close to what they're getting nowadays, but uh, it was still uh, quite an impressive victory for the racers. Not as big as the one that they had. I think it was in 1929, one help 105 to nothing, but football was a lot different in those days.
0: Oh yeah. Over somebody two hundred twenty to nothing. Yeah, yeah. I I remember reading I it was, about um, that, Yes. Uh, uh, I I just I was like I think it was I think some y'all said it was twenty one to nine or something like that. The game. Yeah. Casey I think it was
1: somewhere around there, something like that.
0: I I wish I would have been around, or I wish I would have been following Murray State then to see that. Yeah. Game cause that would have been impressive. Uh, Casey, uh,
1: you can ask Casey. He he says he had one of his worst games of his career that day. Uh yeah, really? that's, he, Casey will tell you that to your face, that uh, he didn't play well. I thought he had a decent game, but he said, that according to him, he missed all sorts of things that he thinks he should have done. Uh, and and uh, if I guess in his mind, if he'd done those things, the racers would have had a chance to win that day.
0: <laughs> Where does the SEMO, uh, the Mercy, uh SEMO comeback uh, land on your top games? that called? called?
1: I, it's got to be close to the top because from a comeback standpoint, you're just hoping that you could be, maybe make it interesting and not get embarrassed uh, there when it was uh, just getting our butts handed to us early on, and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, this is absolutely awful. They're good. They're a good team. They're probably going to go to the playoffs, so it wasn't embarrassing right. from a standpoint that you're losing to a terrible team, but it's like, my gosh, I thought we could at least compete with them and then you know, get a little closer, get a little closer, and um, the comeback, uh, amazingly, the other best comeback that I can remember was also against SEMO in basketball. Uh, the Racers were down 18 points at SEMO in basketball with 434 remaining and came back and, oh, okay. and won the game in regulation. So
0: Was that uh, on one of the shots?
1: No, Aubrey Reese wasn't on that team. Uh, that was a Marcus Brown oh. team. And here's the, here's the interesting part. Marcus Brown, Hall of Famer, was on the bench during the comeback. He would fouled out. They did it oh, without wow. Marcus Brown. Vincent Rainey was a freshman. We had a kid called Marcus Jones that played. And uh, they just – and uh, William Moore. They just started making shots, getting steals, and Simo started feeling a little bit of pressure. And uh, the racers were able to come back and win that one. So – my most impressive comeback basketball win against CMO there. But uh, the football win still – because you that far behind. You're cooked. You're not going to come back and win that, especially against a nationally ranked team. And yet they were able to do that. Uh, you know, fortunately for CMO, they were able to regroup and still were able to make the playoffs that season.
0: Uh, that kickoff return, I went back and listened to that. I've listened to that countless number of times since then. <laughs> And it still gives me chills.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. And, you know, everybody in the stadium was, t- you know, he basically was like, look, get down, <laughs> get down, because you- we're not going to have any time. You're going to run out all the clock. The last thing you wanted him to do was that. But right. uh, he just ke- kept going and kept going and suddenly saw daylight and was able to, <laughs> to score. And it was, it was really
0: unbelievable.
1: Uh, you look down, and thought, there's got to be a flag here. But there wasn't. And uh, the racer was able to get the win.
0: To me, the other only call or the only play that rivals that call is the blocked field goal by Georgia Tech. I think it was
1: 2015.
0: Uh huh. Um, and I'm I'm kind of biased because the player who returned the fumble or the block kick was a guy that I was following in high school for the last for the four years before that. So I was really excited for him to make a play. So I'm kind of yeah, but but the Malik Honeycutt kickoff return is, or the kick return is just that's you can't beat that
1: right right
0: yeah that was awesome that
1: was awesome
0: um what's the interesting uh arena you've called again uh
1: well far as just maybe an interesting arena was uh there at east tennessee in johnson city they have uh that dome and it's where the football team plays so uh uh, you're really? right behind us. You're like at the 30-yard and stuff like that. So uh, it was certainly an interesting arena uh, for sure. So uh, that was one. Um, I remember the old Hearn Center, University of Missouri. Uh, that was uh, before they built their new arena. You uh, broadcast games probably mid-level there. And right mm-hmm. behind you, they had the scouts. For the NBA uh, Anthony Peeler played for Missouri that year uh, it was Popeye Jones I think it was his senior year so uh, I'm all set up getting ready to do the broadcast and you know people are following the aisle behind me and this guy knees me in the back and I hear son I'm sorry and I look and it was Jerry West so I got kneed by the logo <laughs> So, uh, he was there to watch Anthony Peeler, and I guess maybe you will know, get a little note on Popeye Jones. I think they ended up drafting Peeler, but it was really interesting.
0: Nice. That's, that's really cool. Um, I have to ask, what did you think of the uh, Segment Coliseum when you came down for Georgia?
1: Uh, liked it. It
0: was uh, really
1: nice. My, that's one where my grandson got to go with me, so he loves uh, – I usually he, – he's my spotter on football. And pick one game here, and I said, "Hey, you want to go to Georgia?" And he loves going to the SEC arenas, so he really liked that. Yeah, tremendous arena, you know. Really, really good, uh, good game there. Uh, really, really liked it. Really did.
0: I've, I've grown. I've, I've started to follow Murray State a whole lot more than Georgia. I, I, you know, I'll look at on them on basketball. If they're on, I'll listen to them. My main focus is Murray State. I mean, right. Uh. Me and my wife, will, I'll watch the Georgia football game, and then we'll switch it over to Murray State. Well, I'll switch it over to <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, that's, that's great. And this all came because of Jarvis Williams, is that right?
0: Yeah. Yes, he, he went to Gordon State College, and I had a, a Spanish class with him.
1: Huh. Well, he was and, a uh, good dude. What a player. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, he was always willing to hang out with me. Like, we hang out with yeah, – I think um, shot a few baskets together. It was just really cool. and. Found out he was at Murray State and started following Murray State there. Fell in love with the way you guys play the program, the the up the offense, and just the way things are run. Yeah, kind of broke my heart when Steve Prohm and Campaign both left, left, but I was yeah quickly. I was, I was quickly okay with my Man. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it, uh, it's it's the facts of life. You know, you're going to lose a coach at Murray State usually because. Not because you're firing him; it's usually because of success and going on to the next level. But that's a good reason to lose a coach, uh, if, and if he's bettering himself and a thing that's going to better him and his family, more power to him. I, you know, I never have any issue with that, especially when they've taken the success. To me, it's like I've fulfilled what I said I would do: bring championship foot, uh, basketball here, or keep championship basketball here. And now I'm on to something else, and let's give someone else an opportunity. And you just never know. I mean, with Prohm inexperienced, the guy had never been a head coach before. It's like, uh, you know, people ask, is this the right guy? Couldn't we have gotten somebody better than him? Like, well, I, you know, I don't know. It's, I think Steve's okay. We'll see. And he wins 23 straight out of the gate. So mm-hmm. No one's ever done that, ever, at Murray State. So, after that, no one asked, do you think he's the right guy for the job? You know, he's the right guy for the job. But even I tell the story, that season started with uh, Billy Kennedy. Not that season, but Steve's first year as an assistant, and they were really behind the eight ball. They couldn't bring guys to campus to, to, uh, to recruit. Trey Pearson had been dismissed from the team. So uh, they were really struggling for personnel. Uh, but I didn't know that. I didn't know the coaches. They didn't tell us that. I thought the guys they were bringing in were awesome players instead of – some of them were just like, this is all we can get. At least <clears> they're a warm body. And uh, they had a winning year, one of the best coaching jobs I think they've ever done i told uh, Billy Kennedy that, but I also told Steve Prome, we go to St. Mary's tournament, went 0-3 out there, lost to a Division II team um, oh. uh, out there as well. Yeah, Seattle Pacific, three games, uh, five or six of us are gathered around in one of somebody's hotel room going, I don't think these guys know what they're doing. I'm not really <laughs> sure. I'm not really sure they know what they're doing. And then there we are, what, three, four years later, 31 games, beat Vanderbilt most wins in school history. Uh, so, you know, I, I've told Prome there's a reason I do what I do and you guys do what you do. Cause I don't really know the first thing about coaching basketball. All I can do is call it
0: that, uh, that's, that's pretty funny. The fourteen fifteen season is, I guess really my first season getting into Murray state. Um, just following it. And then, like I said, I fell in love with that after that. Um, it kind of helped uh, the way you call the game. I really res- it paints a really good picture, to, especially someone who like me who can't see. It paints a really good picture, and uh, I'm never left wondering what's going on. So I, I really appreciate the way you describe the game.
1: Well, thank you, and I, I'll be real honest. People have asked me where I got training. I have not gone to get any training. I mm-hmm. have just done it from watching others. Uh, I do try to ask people and read. I did take some classes at Murray State in broadcasting, but nothing to do in sportscasting. Mm
0: -hmm. And I just
1: try to listen. Okay, I like this thing. Don't like that. Not going to do that. Uh, uh, You know, catch phrases. I love them with some announcers, but I'm just not comfortable using them. So I don't. Uh, But I just have a certain way that I do a game. And when people stop liking it, then I'll stop doing the games. But uh, as of right now, reason they seem to enjoy it Uh, it also helps that the teams that i call for win most of the time and i think that (laughs) makes it uh, a lot easier for people to like to
0: i mean even when they were struggling and you know i think it was 15 or 16 17 those seasons i I still didn't miss a game i was i enjoyed them
1: Uh, well that's that's good i i still you know i'm getting older and i won't be doing too many years that's for sure but as long as I enjoy them and I'm in good enough health to do them, and as long as they'll have me, those three things have to happen. Uh, I'll <laughs> continue to do them because I, I really enjoy it. keeps me a kid at heart. I, keep, I tell people all the time, I'm not really sure what I want to do when I grow up. But, uh, <laughs> but until then, I'm going to continue to do this.
0: Um, you said catchphrases earlier. What's your uh, favorite catchphrase of certain announcers or what's your of any announcer?
1: I grew up on Harry Carey and I loved Holy Cow.
0: And I know that it's like, that's terrible. It's like, I don't care. I don't care that it's terrible. I
1: love it. Holy cow. It might be. It could be. It is. <laughs> then once I saw, I, you know, I listened to him on the radio. Then I got to see him do him on TV. Many times when it was, could be, it was already 20 rows in the, in the, in the seats. So it's like, <laughs> you know, that's already out, Harry. But I never do that on the radio. It sure made for great drama. You know, you're, you're at the edge of your seat. Uh-oh, is it out? Is it out? Is it out? It is a home run. And, uh, you know, I really like that. There's some other phrases that I picked up on. The Grizzlies guy has got a, got a couple of good ones that I really like. The bango, that's pretty good. Uh, that's the TV guy, isn't it? T- yeah, it's a TV guy. So that one, I like that. Um, you know, some guys can, can wear you out with them. But uh, if you got good ones and especially selectively use them, They're really good. But, uh, you know, I mentioned Harry Carey and Jack Buck. I love Jack. Jack was never a massive catchphrase guy. But Vin Scully, he just does the game, shows up, and he's probably my all-time favorite announcer. He's just so slick. Uh, I realize he's retired, but, uh, man, oh, man, just an absolute gem to listen to him.
0: He's probably one of my favorite uh, professionals, other than the Braves announcer. Yeah. But other than the Braves, I think he's one of my favorite – Sports, um, the White Sox guy who he's not doing it anymore. But his, I can't remember. Hack
1: Harrelson? Hawk, yes, yeah. Hawk.
0: You Hawk Harrelson. on the board, yes, yes. I, I love that. Uh, that's one of my favorite.
1: Joey Fosco, a late sports writer, with Paducah son,
0: absolutely hated that. And I <laughs>
1: one time was doing a baseball game and just happened to let it slip. You could put that one on the board, and he like. The next day I saw him, he's like, don't ever say that again. <laughs> don't ever say that anymore. That's terrible. Like, <laughs> made me think it was Hawk Harrelson. I can't stand him. He was a Cubs fan, so didn't like anything to do with the White Sox. So.
0: The Grizzlies got the Aaron, Eric, uh, he's like, ring it up, put it on the board if it's a three. Uh-huh. And I I, I I, kind of bring me back to the Hawk Harrison, the Hawk Harrelson you can put it on the board <laughs> kind of thing. I. I really like the way he calls the game as well. He's a... <laughs> uh, I think I was talking to somebody on Twitter, and uh, we could put you and Eric on the same. All oh, that would be <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty...
1: Uh...
0: So you cover uh, KHSA, the Sweet 16 for the girls. I do, yes. I've done it since 2011. What's, what's your favorite tournament so far that you've covered? What year and who was in it? Honestly,
1: probably, honestly, that first tournament in terms of the championship game, maybe the most fun championship game I've ever done, it was Rock Castle County. Sarah Hammond, who went on to be a star at the University of Louisville, led them to, uh, I think, two or three Final Fours, uh, one national championship game, I think. She was absolutely tremendous. But the, the knock on Rock Castle County that year is like, yeah, you're good. You won 30 games, whatever but you haven't played anybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they, they played everybody they play in their area, but didn't really get – and uh, they, they sort of saw that in the papers, and Sarah Hammond pretty much took that as an affront to her coach mm-hmm. and, and was basically determined uh, once the tur- – didn't say anything. Once the tournament was over, it was sort of like uh, we heard uh, people talking about that uh, that uh, was not very respectful to our coach, and we came up here to do something about it. And she was just phenomenal. She's one of those players. She was really fantastic, but she made everybody around her better. And normally that's a point guard you'll see that, but mm-hmm. to have an inside player do that, it was amazing. So they won the championship. Weren't supposed to, but they did. They were really good. Uh, also, recall uh, Michaela Epps, uh, who went on to star at UK. Uh, losing her junior year and in the press conference. I think they lost in the semifinals. And uh, she said, uh, we're going to come back here next year and we're winning it. Mm -hmm. And you can go ahead and mark it down. We're going to. And she did. I don't mind anybody. You know, Dizzy Dane had the saying, there's no such thing as bragging. You're either lying or telling the truth. (laughs) I think she she just felt uh, we're going to do that. And she put the work in. You could tell she showed up a different player. I've watched her. I think she played in the state tournament every year. Her freshman, sophomore year, whined and complained about every call. Junior <laughs> year was better. By the time her senior year, you could have set off a stick of dynamite three feet from her and she wouldn't have reacted. Nothing her. <laughs> One of the coolest, calmest players I've ever seen uh, had really transformed from being kind of a kid, which she was. I mean, you have to realize
0: she's playing as a freshman.
1: By the time she was right. a senior, she had really matured into a tremendous player.
0: Now – where is Rock County? I'm I'm not really familiar with. It's the uh, here.
1: it's not in the far eastern Kentucky, but it's in the eastern half of the state.
0: To be honest, I'm only familiar with Region One and some of Region Two.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's the other side of Louisville. I think it's the next county over, it may maybe the next county from
0: there. I think. Ah, uh, um, how many did you enjoy watching the the Murray Trio and Quartet?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that was really uh, phenomenal. I was always been a big Rochelle uh, Turner fan anyway from when she was Rochelle Cadwell. And the story mm. that I remember Rochelle, I did high school games before I did Murray State games, did them when she played, and uh, did a Marshall County – I don't know if I was doing Marshall Callaway, Marshall Murray, I'm not sure, but uh, Marshall won. And Rochelle had a good game, but she had an awful night at the free throw line, a really good free throw shooter. And that night, I don't know, maybe made three of nine or three of ten – And so Mm -hmm. the game's over, do my post-game show, and I'm packing up the equipment. This is 45 minutes after the game, and you're a basketball dribbling. There she is. She shoots. By the time I'm packed, she's still shooting. She probably shot 20 to 30 minutes of free throws because she was so disappointed in herself that she was wanting to get that corrected then, not tomorrow. And that's the kind of drive that she brings. Uh, I was really thrilled when she got the job because I I know that uh, she's a tremendous coach. She also is having her success recruiting. This will be a team that will compete for championships soon. If not this year, I believe next year, because uh, she is, she's just absolutely dynamite. It was fun watching that trio from Murray High. They were so much fun to watch. Just a well-oiled machine, pretty much. Nothing phased them, and they dominated region one.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that this team will be good in the future. Uh... Now, to be honest, this is how I started following Region 1. Um, I knew that that trio was possibly going to Murray State. So I started following, you know, Murray High, then it led to Callaway. And then before I knew it, I was following – I was pay, paying attention to most of the teams in Region 1. So everybody down here in Georgia looks at me like I'm kind of crazy when I'm talking <laughs> Murray <laughs> I, and Callaway County. and Yeah. Jackson Civils from McCracken County and Zion Harmon from uh, Marshall County. They're like, what?
1: what?" (laughs) Yeah, no, I did uh, college games when uh, Jackson's dad played. So I think this is going to be my first time to do a son of a guy who I've already done games for. So I feel really old.
0: How good was uh, Scott in college? What position was he?
1: Scott was, uh, I guess you'd call him, I don't know if you'd call him a five, I guess, or a four or whatever. But his job was to feed Popeye, set posts, get rebounds, feed Popeye, get the bounce pass. He was a tremendous role player. Good defense, set screens, could rebound. Uh, in high school now, he was a stud player. He's really good. Uh, I saw him get, I think, 37, 38 points at a game at Trig County. So uh, he was an extremely good high school player. And then at college was a really good role player on really good teams. Probably could have done more, but didn't have to. Uh, he did what was expected to him to make it a good team. And that's what you want in a, in a great team player.
0: Now Was he at Callaway?
1: No, he went to Trigg County.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I know he spent a lot. Uh, he was, he coached at Callaway. Yeah,
1: correct? he did. He was uh, a coach at Callaway County. I think he coached the girls there. And uh, mm-hmm. his, his sons of course went there. Cause he went, then he went to McCracken County and of course his family moved his, uh, uh, son just graduated coming to Murray State, right. and now he has a daughter who he coaches there, who is uh, really getting a, a lot of looks. Uh, who I believe will uh, be one of the top players in the state by the time she's a senior.
0: That team—they're really young and talented. I mean, they are. Caroline, you've got and then, uh, Destiny Ron- Thomas. Yeah, uh, yeah they're,
1: Thomas. they're they're really good. So and Destiny, her brother plays for Murray State as well. So. You know, yeah. that that might be – you never know. That, yeah, right. I'm not getting involved in any of that, but you never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see – I mean, just selfishly, I'd like to see Carolina Destiny at uh, Murray State.
1: <laughs> well, see, the, the, those are things I can't really talk about. You can, but I can. not But I can I, listen to you talk about them.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, And then there's a funny – my last name is McKay. Uh-huh. And I started – when I knew that Hannah McKay was, might be coming to Murray State, I was like, that's one of my cousins. I claim it.
1: (laughs) Now, I I watched her uh, for two years, Owensboro Catholic, going to the uh, Sweet 16, really, really good. Uh, And would have, you know, I guess seen her again this year, but uh, because of the pandemic, they uh, are unable to play. But she is a absolutely tremendous player, good size, good rebounder, shoots well, defends well. Uh, She's a really good piece. Uh, That's a great get for Rochelle out of Owensboro Catholic.
0: Her and Charlie on the inside are going to be impressive.
1: Charlie's amazing. one of those players. Uh, I remember seeing her as a freshman. Uh, they were talking about she, she, they think she's going to be good. It's like, oh, yeah, she's, a, she's okay. But then the stride she made as a sophomore, you can tell she put on a lot of work. Every year you saw her, she worked on another part of her game that was mm-hmm. subpar and didn't just make it par, made it an excellent part of her game. So she puts a lot of work into uh, what she does and – She's, she's going to be a good one, too. Now, will she make a big impact as a freshman? I don't know about that. But by the time she leaves, she'll make a big impact.
0: I know, I mean, Macy at point, made a huge impression, impression on me as, as in her freshman year. And then the other two, Alexis and uh, Lex Mays, have been impressive to me as well. You know, I think you've said it, that think people thought that they wouldn't accumulate to the college game, but they have. And... <clears throat>
1: Well, the thing that I saw, I mean, I saw them play against uh, in the Sweet 16. And, and people who would say that, would, they were from, you know, usually from around here. Like, well, you know, they get it against the big-time girls. They're not going like, to. Uh, well, actually, I've seen them play against the big-time girls the Sweet 16. And mm-hmm. they, they go toe-to-toe with them. They don't have bad stats. They don't get blown out by anybody. They're fine. So they're, they're going to be good. Now, they may not be top 10 uh, you know, top 10, top 20, but they're definitely division one, high quality division one players and good enough not to in the OVC, but to excel in the OVC. And I think we've already seen that Macy from the get go last year, Alexis Verpo took a step up. I still don't think that you've seen uh, the most from uh, uh, the other girl uh, from Maze. She hasn't shot it as well as she can. I have a feeling that that's coming. And oh, yeah. uh, I have a feeling that within the next yeah, – probably this year, for certain by her senior year, those shots will start to fall because that's a big part of her game. She's a tremendous shooter, has just kind of struggled a bit at times over the last couple of years.
0: The game that really impressed me with her was when uh, – I think it was Rochelle that got lost. And because of the gesture that Mays did –
1: Oh, yeah. Stu- terrible call. Absolutely. Yeah, call. I agree. Bad enough that the, the officials were rep- reprimanded for it.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's the one thing that sticks out of my mind about last year. And that's that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that oh. was that was a bad call. But it also uh, that probably is what caused the point of the game because they oh, were yeah. absolutely not going to lose that. Oh, oh you got throw our coach out for that. That's fine. Go ahead and <laughs> do that because we're not losing this game.
0: Um, on the football front with Murray, uh, I I've heard that, like I guess you can't you can't talk about it, but Sebastian Lawrence offered for Murray State, and I'm I'd be really excited to see him at Murray.
1: Yeah, that that I don't know uh, in terms of offers and stuff. I mean, if they say they did, I guess they did. I don't know a lot about the offers and stuff like that, so until they get here, but uh, so yeah certainly would be good. Uh, football is just. You know, usually by now I know so much about it because I've seen the spring game. Uh, the coaches know a lot about uh, their team. They have maybe at least a skeleton depth chart, and right now they're so far behind. I don't even know if they have a depth chart. I don't know if they have any idea who the ones and twos are uh, basically at any position. It's it's absolutely the craziest thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, they have it, no control over it. It's not their fault. Right, right. Um, I'm excited to see Jaden Stinson as a local kid at quarterback.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Ed – I wasn't I, – I told Ed this. You may have heard me say it on the podcast. We hadn't had a uh, staff meeting in three months, and they had one the day of the Zoom, the uh, football practice, so I didn't get to see it. But I think he said Stinson threw a touchdown, and that's pretty good. First day of practice, a little bit of a scrimmage session and uh, threw a touchdown, so that's uh, that's good. He, he's going to be – he'll be fun, certainly uh, be in the mix for us uh, in playing time for sure.
0: Him and Preston Rice kind of remind me of each other because they can run and they're dual threat kind of.
1: Yeah. Preston had some uh, really good moments. And, you know, will he fit in with what Coach Hood wants to do? Well, I don't know. because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spring ball is usually where you can kind of see some indications. Okay, they like him. Uh, they don't really like what he does in their system. But I don't know. I mean, we got a, three or four weeks maybe to figure it out unless they uh, push back the season or something. Uh, we'll know uh, pretty much, I guess, uh, first week of September.
0: I I got one more question for you, and then I'll go into like some rapid fire questions about random stuff. Um, where do you think do you think Darnell cohort Co- 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 sorry, is a uh, NBA caliber right now? Do you think he'll go in the draft?
1: I I do not think so. He he does a lot of good things. I think Darnell will play professionally because uh, as long as he's healthy, he gets that foot. Oddly enough, I had plantar fasciitis over the last few weeks, so I know the kind of pain he's dealing with. I don't think mine was to the extent his was where he couldn't walk at all on it, but I, it definitely was pain in the heel area, and uh, so I, I've dealt with some of that. But on your question, I, I just really don't see him, uh, as far as understanding would be, is who will he guard in the NBA? Uh, mm-hmm. and the fact that he can score and do some good things, that's great, but if a guy's going to light him up and in the NBA, that position, there's some real major talent. And I just, I can't see it. Love for it to happen. I just can't see it happening.
0: What is he? Is he 6'9, six, 6'9? Nine, six, nine?
1: No, he's about 6'7.
0: Oh, okay. Um, you said he's dealing with flange Patty asiatis. I'm actually dealing with that as well. So that's yeah. why I have. Well, there I have, you go. And you, you've, that kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mine is, uh, like I said, it's not bad. It's, mine usually goes away within an hour after I've gotten up, so it's not something that's lingering. And I can mm-hmm. get on a treadmill late in the day. I can uh, uh, m- mow the yard with no issues. Man, I'll get up in the
0: morning, and I, can,
1: I look like a 99-year-old man getting out of bed.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I ran 20 miles at a, at a race, and then I come, I barely walk the next
1: <laughs> Was something chasing you?
0: No, I was doing a loop race.
1: Oh, okay. Because if I'm running 20 miles, something's chasing me. so
0: uh... <laughs> I, I'm a little strange. <laughs> uh, and I don't race. think I could make it
1: 20 miles, but I would run as fast as I could.
0: I've ran 50 miles in 12 hours before at a race, so Jeez. I, I enjoy that kind of stuff.
1: Well, to each their own. I guess now <laughs> I can say you run so I don't
0: have to. You run enough for both
1: of us. So, uh... <laughs>
0: I've actually thought about coming up to Paducah and running. It's called Run Under the Stars. Uh huh. It's held. It's held at the horse racing track. Okay. Um, just for an excuse to come to Murray or oh. Murray
1: Well, try to try to get it where you can uh, get a. You know, hopefully we can have some fans here before long. And uh, once that happens, try to come up, and uh, we'll see if we can't get you a decent seat or something.
0: Sweet. So. Let's go into a few rapid fire questions. Um, coffee or tea?
1: Oh, c- coffee for sure. Not I could drink gallons of sweet tea, but coffee is a must have. You have to realize I get up at four forty five in the morning. Coffee's must have, or I can't go.
0: Creamer or no creamer? Creamer. Really? Yeah. Do you have a, fl- uh, sav- a favorite flavor, or you just no? I just break?
1: put just creamer. I, I don't put much in it. Usually, just enough to make it not black.
0: Ah. Um, I'm a coffee if I want something sweet, I have to have a little bit of creamer. Um, usually Irish cream because I'm weird, uh, but I can do black as well. Um, if you can't have a dog or a cat, what animal would you have as a pet?
1: If I, let's see, couldn't have
0: a dog or a cat. That's, that
1: is, uh, see, I don't consider fish a pet. I like looking at fish, but I don't really consider them a pet. Uh, I tell you what, I knew someone that had a little pot-bellied pig. I think I'd take one of those.
0: Oh, those are cute. Yeah, I like them. I, will, I think I would go the same. I, I have a dog person. My dog is looking at me right now, wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm a dog person, but I think I'd have to have something. It's, I can't have a hamster because they're too small, and I would probably step on it and not see it. Yeah, but yeah. i gotta get, I got to have something i play, play with. Um, let's see. If you could be any superhero, what would you be?
1: Um. Uh, well, as far as my favorite, I guess I would go with um, with Iron Man because he's inconspicuous. He could put on a suit and then take the suit off, and he's just a regular old dude with you know millions of do- millions and millions of dollars. But uh, mm-hmm. I'd go with that. I'd be Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, that, that. Well, see, you have a natural inclination to do that. For <laughs> Iron Man, I don't have to be smart i just have to figure out how to fly the suit because it does right. work it's not really something that uh, i would have to have any special skill on once
0: i'm learning
1: how to fly that thing
0: um if you could call a game for any team other than murray state who would you call for
1: it would be the uh, st louis cardinals uh, i'd love to call a cardinals game if that's what you're looking for as far as college i i
0: really have no idea but yeah
1: as far as just anybody, if they just said, uh, here's one wish, you can grant it, it would be a Cardinals game.
0: Um, well, I guess I could segue off this. Uh, what, what is your favorite sport to call?
1: Uh, I, as far as just loving to call, I like calling baseball. But uh, I really, because of the exciting games that I call, I guess probably basketball inches ahead of that for the most part. But if, if I had to do 50 games a year, it would be baseball. But because I get to do so many exciting basketball games, I would have to choose basketball. Football I really love, but, man, it is it is taxing. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, the time you do an entire broadcast, you're there about four and a half, five hours set up to tear down, and that's a really long day.
0: <laughs> um, I've tried to find uh, clips of you calling Murray State baseball, but I haven't found many. Do um, you ever have any – aspirations of calling Murray State again for baseball?
1: Uh, I, I would do it. That might be something that when I maybe retire from travel, I might, maybe could do a few games or something if they, they needed me to do them. Uh, it would be in a spot where I wouldn't have to have any money for it. So uh, that, that might be something I could do. But I really like calling them. I, I enjoyed uh, traveling with the team when we were able to do that. So uh, th- th- it might happen somewhere down the road. But the thing that happens now uh, when I called games, I wasn't married. I didn't have any grandkids, so I didn't mind being gone all the time. When you would go on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and essentially your weekend shot for about three months, but now with right. grandkids and being married, that's not really conducive to what I want to do.
0: Um, well, didn't you call you and Dave called the. Uh... Last OVC championship? Yeah, yeah.
1: we went to – I can't remember the year. We were just talking about it. But, yeah, we we did call that one. Uh, It was one where the racers had gotten their butt kicked by Southeast Missouri the weekend before, and I thought we'll (laughs) be two and out. It'll be done. Uh, I think we won the first game, got absolutely hammered the second game, made so many errors they couldn't put the errors on the scoreboard because we made our 10th, and it went to zero we made 10 errors in a game. Terrible. Jeez. And then, after that, won every game and won the tournament and went to the NCAA regionals. So that's how quickly it turned around. But uh, they got hot with the bat, uh, played really well and got key pitching, and uh, it turned out really well. So that really – my favorite week of Murray State sports, that was it because it went from this is going to be over quick, please put us out of our misery, to – Oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, the OBC is, when you think about it, you don't think of baseball, but it's pretty sacked with Jacksonville State and Murray State and Tennessee Tech and uh, Austin P. I mean.
1: Yeah, that, actually, when it comes to competing nationally uh, in baseball, the OBC probably does better than they do at any sport. I mean, year in and year out, they uh, get several wins over big time programs. There'll be a couple of top 25 wins in there. Very, very competitive. So this is uh, there's some really good baseball teams in the OBC
0: Wasn't it Austin P that beat Vandy last year?
1: Uh yes, yeah, yeah. And there's been uh, several SEC wins over the last several years. I think Jacksonville State had one over Alabama or Auburn a couple of years ago. So and JSU they just built their brand new stadium. It's really good.
0: They beat Georgia last year. I uh, think Georgia.
1: Too. Yeah, I think it was Georgia.
0: Um, I hate to say that about Austin P because you know. Yeah. We're, uh,
1: <laughs> that's right
0: um, last question uh, beer or wine
1: be uh, beer I don't drink much I'm one of those people I, I say this and I really do mean it if I drink all the alcohol in a year in one night that I would normally drink I don't think I would get drunk I'm a <laughs> six to eight beer per year guy I don't like hard liquor the only hard liquor I like uh, is like has a little umbrella in it Mai ties, pina coladas, stuff like that. And I, I just, it's too high. If I'm going to spend a lot of money on something to drink, give me a blizzard.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm a—I'm a beer snob. Um, it depends on what year, the point of the year it is for me. And I don't drink a lot. But if it's in the winter, I'm drinking something dark and, you know, uh, flavored. But if it's in the summer, I'm drinking an IPA or sour.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna mow the yard. It's really hot. I have my wife drive me to get Mexican food, and I'll have a beer or two twice a year. That's about it. That's about my beer consumption on the year.
0: All right, I, I forgot one question. Sorry. Best place in Murray to eat?
1: Oh man. Okay, You're, people are gonna kill me for this. You mean the place I eat the most? Is that what you want to know, or the best place to eat?
0: Uh,
1: the best go- place. The best place to eat, in my opinion, in terms of unique food Matt B's pizza I love Matt B's pizza it's awesome Mm -hmm. Matt B's pizza but I'll be brutally honest the place I eat the most is Taco Bell (laughs) Ah, (laughs) yeah that's it it's just I I love uh going in getting a taco going in and get a burrito quesadilla so uh yeah the grilled
0: cheese Real cheese uh, burrito is where it's at, though. That's
1: good. Yeah, they just came out with that. That's a pretty good item. I like that. So I'm not a, a real home-cooking kind of guy. My parents lived in Ohio. They both were. So I was raised by some of my cousins who were Italian. So didn't mm-hmm. really eat healthy. Lots of pasta, lots of pizza, lots of pastries. And uh, so when it comes to, to collard greens and green beans, I don't want any of it. I'm like a Ron Swanson <laughs> Excuse me, this is the food my food eats. I want meat. <laughs> I want potatoes. I want some cheese.
0: I keep hearing the commercials for the Big Apple Cafe and the. Yeah.
1: Big the Apple's got good stuff. Now, they do. Their favorite food that they had was the tamale pie. And then they stopped having that. But their ribs are good. They have t- delicious wings. But uh, you just asked me, and I was just being brutally honest. Top of my head, oh, yeah. I eat at Taco Bell more than anywhere else, like Matt Bees Pizza. But Big Apple's got good stuff. Uh, they're they're uh, big bean burrito. Uh, is Absolutely. really awesome. Uh, it's it's good too.
0: I keep hearing the commercials, and I keep telling my wife, "You got to stop at these places."
1: <laughs> sure, sure. It's uh, it's a good one.
0: Well, I guess that about wraps it up. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this.
1: Oh sure, yeah. Well, glad I could help, and uh, hopefully I helped you fill a little bit of time with uh, some questions. And glad that you're one of our podcast
0: fans. When we do one too. Oh yeah, uh,
1: yours is very interesting, uh, and uh, glad to be a part of your show.
0: I kind of missed the before I there for a while. I was missing the before we flushed, and then you and Ed started up. I was
1: like, okay. Yeah, the before we flushed, Ricky Martin and I, that was that I actually wouldn't mind doing something like that again because you don't have to stick to sports. And we didn't do a lot, any serious stuff, as you recall, just lots of silly stuff, but we had a good time. Uh, People could definitely, if they spend 25, 30 minutes with us, they were going to laugh a couple of times.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I I laughed plenty of times with you guys. <laughs> um, I guess, would you want to plug where you anybody can find you on social media, Facebook?
1: Twitter? Yeah, mine's really easy. I, I guess I got on Twitter. So mine is at, you just have to spell Neil right, Neil Bradley. So it's pretty easy. Uh, same on Facebook. So that's easy. And if anyone ever needs to Gmail me, I got an early Gmail account. So it isn't any numbers. It's just Neil Bradley at Gmail. So, I uh, they're pretty easy to find,
0: and you and Ed do an amazing podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, well. yeah. His is uh for those who inquired, and for those who inquired, that's uh that's a name of uh, uh a, of a tweet that someone had uh, from a school in the OBC a few years back. But if someone wants to dig into it, they can.
0: I've heard I've heard him say that. I figure that's <laughs> just where it came from.
1: Yeah, so uh, kind of a little play on that. Uh, I know certain people in our athletic department really
0: love the name of that. I forgot one question. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, Okay. uh, What's the findings from the meeting today from the OVC? What did they decide?
1: Nothing. We have zero. I've actually inquired with two people. And as of right now, no one knows anything. So either one of two things, either they didn't decide anything, or maybe they're still meeting.
0: Oh, well, that could be true. What In year, do you have any clue or any idea just pandering what they would do? Well,
1: here's my guess. It is 100% guess I have zero inside information. Because the other schools have done it, I think at some point the presidents will say, you're playing a conference-only schedule in football. Now, mm-hmm. the one thing I wish they would do, if they do decide that, is allow each school to play one non-conference game that would give us and other schools the opportunity to salvage that uh, money game. Uh, we could really use the $500,000 from Louisville if there's exactly. some way we could make that happen. So hopefully if they do move to the conference-only schedule, they will at least make that allowance because right now we could really use that money. If you're going to let us play football, it doesn't make any sense to not play that game that helps us more than any other game we could possibly
0: play. Well, Louisville still has that spot open, correct? Well,
1: it they can't play it, but they don't even have their schedule yet. It's a ten game ACC oh. schedule, and until they're given their schedule, hopefully in the next week or so, until they're given that schedule, they don't even know what their open dates are where we could play. So we have to oh. figure that out first.
0: I know the SEC has said they would start September twenty sixth. Yeah, well, they
1: know when they're uh, the ACC knows when they're starting, but they don't know who they play, what week, and if they have any week off. So I don't know what they're doing. Uh, But I think if we go to a conference-only schedule, I believe there might be, if they'll let us play it, that we maybe can play them in November.
0: That's the same with Georgia, because they don't know their schedule either. They're thinking they're going to have to play the two other teams from the West that they were supposed to play next year. So, well... I guess I should uh, end this. um, uh, finish this up. Uh, It's been a blast, and I've really enjoyed this conversation. I've I've wanted to talk to you on an interview for a while, and I'm glad I got the chance for you.
1: All right. Well, glad to do it, uh, John, and uh, thanks for keeping us in mind. And anything we can ever do for you, if we can, we'll certainly try, okay?
0: All right. I look forward to the next episode from you guys, and you guys have a great day.
1: All right. You too. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I enjoyed this conversation with Neil Bradley, and I hope you guys have as well. Um, like I said earlier in the podcast, I enjoy what listening to Neil Bradley call a basketball game, call a football game. And for those who are visually impaired and you're interested in sports, he paints a great picture of the game. And I believe you guys would be able to follow the game very easily from his description you guys have a great night this is the blind donkey runner out